0: Hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be uh, glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, we're going to start on day two of learning, you know, just with Thanksgiving, because yesterday we talked about um, supplication as well as prayer. Um, and this, we talked about yesterday, those two parts. And now we're going to kind of wrap things up with talking about Thanksgiving, prayer and Thanksgiving, and just a uh, request, which is make making your prayer known unto God. So with this in mind, um, I hope you guys are truly having a great day. I just want to tell you that. Um, because it's so important that, you know, while we go through difficult times in this society, you know it's so important that we take it we stop and take some time to look at the beauty and the beautifulness of God, what He has to offer for us, because He's so awesome. When you would think about it, you know I was I was blessed. Before we continue on, I'm just going to tell you the absolute God moment I had. You know, it was a couple nights, you know, when God urges you to like just fall on your knees, and I was at that moment where I was just fell on my knees and you know c- cried upon cried upon God and just, you know, just had a moment that, you know, getting closer with him, you know, and just praying to him and, you know, and just spending time with him. And, you know, it was a good, it was a good minute. Um, And it doesn't matter how long I was, in, it doesn't matter how long you were in prayer. But sometimes when God brings you to your knees, that means he's, he wants you to do something, you know, that there is a command. And sometimes, It's either good and sometimes it's like maybe wait. But when you ask God to forgive your heart and you ask him to renew your mind, you're like after the prayer, you're like a brand new person. And now you look at a different perspective uh, of the world. And that's what happened to me. And that's my God moment. With this in mind, let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity that you give us each and every day, Lord. Lord, you are a merciful Father. and We are so thankful that you love us. You love each and every single one of us as your own. So may you guide us as we go out into the day. Help us to be thankful for everything that you've given us. Help us to be obedient unto your word. May you guide us and protect us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, if you have your Bibles open, we are going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10, and it states, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a throne in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to uh, buffet me, Uh, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reapproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I'm gonna talk let's take let's take some time to really to kind of just really ponder on that. You know, I love this <clears throat> I love this uh verse ten. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Have you noticed when Paul was uh, P- Paul was talking about in times of persecution, in times of needs, in times of distresses, you know, we are so That's when we are weak. That's when our body's broken. That is when we're at that pinnacle point of giving up. That is at that point when we want to say, oh Lord, you know who you are. Oh Lord, I can't go any further. And that's when we, God gives us strength. And that's when we are truly strong in our walk with him. That's when we are truly reliant upon him and relying and knowing that he has a plan according to you and according to each and every single one of us. And that's so reassuring to know that. And that even in our weakest moments, we are strongest in our faith. And we have to switch that around. Even in our strongest moments, we should be stronger in our faith. Amen. And amen. And um, 1 Thessalonians, okay, verses 18 or verses 16 through 18. These have to be the smallest, the shortest amount of verses. So, you know, if any kids are listening, if you're, if you're a Sunday school teacher or your pastor asks, name uh, Bible verses um, right off the top of the, and you get a piece of candy right off the top of your head. Verses 18, rejoice always. I'm at 16. V- uh, verses 16, 5. Ver- uh, rejoice always. That's verse 16. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. And then verse 18 is a little bit longer. Uh, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Amen and amen. And that is so important to know. Rejoice always. Rejoice in everything that we have. Rejoice in the life that God has given you. And rejoice of the mom that has given you birth. And rejoice in the family that you have been grafted into. And pray without ceasing. Pray without being afraid. Pray without like having people looking upon you, whether if you are afraid or not. You know, this is very predominant when I was in high school or when I was in grade school. I would start praying and and I was so afraid to pray. Um, I was so afraid to pray in, uh, right before lunch. And because you had all the classmates around, you had my friends, but then I just didn't. <clears throat> but then eventually stopped because you know sin and I fell back, and long story short, now I'm not afraid to pray and even if you are a coworker all right, and if you are if your boss asks you pray for him, or if your coworker asks you pray for them, do not be afraid to pray for them. you know just stop what you're doing and pray for them because your prayer might impact their day. Your prayer might save their life. Amen. 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 And amen. So if we continue to look at, re-look at James chapter uh, 1 verse 12, Blessed is the man who endures temptations. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown for which the Lord has promised to those who love him. And see, and the importance of that is that, you know what? When we go through these temptations, when we go through these strong footholds, when we go through ups and downs in our life, we, and we steadfast unto the Lord, and we cry upon him during our difficult times, he's going to be there for you. He's going to be there knowing that he loves you. He's going to be there, and when you cross that finish line, you will get to run into him and you're going to give him the biggest hug you'll ever have and it will be you will receive the crown of glory so first peter verses uh five through ten or uh, first peter chapter five verse 10 it states but may the god of all grace who has called us to his eternal glory by christ jesus after you have suffered a while perfect establish strengthen and settle you I'm going to reread that verse again. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while. What does that mean? After you have suffered a while. Does that mean being saying no to certain parties? Does that mean saying no to certain jobs? Does that mean getting fired for what you stand for? Does that mean bringing your Bible to work and losing coworkers? You know, we don't understand the concept of suffering. I hate to say it. In some some areas of the country, Christians do suffer. And they suffer by being killed for what they stand for. They suffer by being killed for their faith with God. But in America, our suffering, we don't understand a grasp of suffering. Now, we're getting there, you know, over these past couple of years, we're getting there to, for instance, when different kinds of suffering impl- uh, plays a picture where if you didn't get the if you didn't drink the kool-aid you got to let go of your job or if you stand firm in your faith and you announce your christianity you get censored off facebook or you get censored on social media platforms see those are the kind of sufferings that we're heading towards but it's going to get a lot worse even in america for christians and we have to be prepared and we have to steadfast unto this uh, persecution that is going to happen and so when we look at the yesterdays, uh, we talked about prayer and um, supplication. Now we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving today. The last two parts is Thanksgiving and request making. So the Philippians chapter 4 re- uh, calls us not to just to prayer and supplication, but also to Thanksgiving and making our requests known to God. So let's look at Thanksgiving. How does that correlate to our life? Give thanks is a necessary part of the prayer equation. Without it, our prayer life quickly becomes imbalanced. Now, it's easy to thank God for obvious blessings—a promotion, a bonus at Christmas time, and a healing. It's not easy to thank Him when the cup, uh, cupboards, or cupboards are bare, and the bills are overdue. It's even harder when you're back in the hospital again and again and again or when the car breaks down again when your kids get in trouble again and when you're stressed when you're so stressed and consumed with worry that you wonder what could I possibly thank him for you know we look at our we look at the society for instance you know I get people ask me all the time how can we give thanks to a society that is so attacking of people that are uh, think differently from each other how can we give thanks you know, we don't have to give thanks always to the big picture. You know, we have to give thanks for, instance, getting out of bed. You know, we just say to God, Lord, I give thanks for, getting, for waking me up, Lord. I give thanks for allowing me to eat breakfast. I give thanks for allowing me to worship you, to give you the ability like we started off the prayer with. And see, and that's so important. And giving thanks in those situations isn't easy by any means. Giving thanks to God when you lose your job isn't easy. Giving thanks when um, you hear bad news that your mom or dad or that you are now uh, diagnosed with cancer, that's not easy giving thanks. But God uses the trials you go through to mature you, to develop you, to strengthen your heart with him, to bring a closer relationship with you. He thinks you're ready to go deeper into faith and trust. So he he is in unsurpassed wisdom and love. Allows hard times in your life So he allows that Because When I thought about this I thought about Man I love God But there's a point When your faith becomes stale And there's a point where Your faith becomes stagnant Now don't get me wrong The moment that you are accepted You have everlasting life The moment that you say I do To You accept Jesus Christ But at the same time You then have to continue Development of your faith For instance you know, when I was at uh, when I was overseas in Japan, I thought my faith was strong. But then, because I did all the right things, I went to church, I did Iwanas, I did everything, I did everything in the books. And so the sad part was, was that when I got paralyzed from the neck when I got paralyzed from the neck down, I didn't realize that my faith was going to be even strengthened even more. You know, or when I got sick really bad, I didn't realize that my faith was going to be strengthened even more. And the the trials and tribulations that I've went through, it's strengthened and made my love relationship with God even more. So it got to a point where I am not, I am not. But God allowed me to go on my knees the other night and cry upon to him to say that, Lord, I do need you no matter what. And so gratitude, and that's where it develops gratitude. Gratitude develops the right attitude in you. Thankfulness increases the confidence that with which you make supplication. Because, you're develop, because you develop the expectation, the faith, that God will do good work even in the midst of your pain. So we have to be thankful um, and that's the development of gratitude. We need to develop that even more in this generation. Just being thankful for what you have, not being needy. The last part in the last section that I think is important to touch on is request making. So the final aspect of prayer that Paul speaks about was letting your requests be uh, made known to God, Philippians 4.6. Notice he didn't say let your demands, your ultimatum, your temper tantrum, or your claim like uh, by faith be made known to God. Think of your requests as a wish. Because a wish often requests something we deeply want, but know we need help to get it. The idea of wishing on a star carries a sense of hope, hopeful humanity. But unlike wishing on a star, you're going before the God who created the stars and sprinkled the heaven, heavens with them, which means respect is required. You are to lay down your requests before him and wait on his response. And you don't demand an audience with him or trust that your that your speak to the manager attitude will intimidate him by any means we do not allow it to do that so overall because god might say yes he also might say no he also might say maybe or wait if your request lines up with his will he might act immediately or it might take a while to unfold however he chooses to respond and just because, he just because he chooses to respond doesn't mean that we need to be upset about it. Just because, for instance, I spoke about how yesterday, oh, I prayed to get a girlfriend every single New Year's Eve, doesn't mean that he responded. Um, he did respond, it was a, a, a no. Um, but he also responded in certain aspects when I got sick a couple of times. Like, uh, for instance, when I got diagnosed with, um, COVID, he responded by stating, okay, yes, you I'm going to heal you. I'm going to give you the right medicine. I'm going to give you the right people to surround yourself with. That's a yes. And so God knows the whole story. He knows your whole picture. He knows your life. He knows the trials. He knows the path that you're on and has a fuller picture than you ever could have and ever could comprehend because our minds can only comprehend so much. And yes, that means he's already know, he already knows what you want to ask him, but he still wants you to ask. That's because you're not informing God when you pray, but rather being confirmed to him, expressing your trust in him. And he loves you and wants to help you so let him know your requests amen and amen and God is so awesome I just want to tell you that when we go through difficult times he is still steadfast unto you he cares for you he's not going to give up on you and it's so cool when you cry upon him he already knows that you're going to cry upon him and it's so important because he wants you to be in humbleness that he wants you to be thankful for what he has given unto you. With this in mind, let's end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. May you guide us and protect us as we go out into this day, Lord. We thank you that you just allow us to go into prayer whenever you call it, whenever we desire, Lord. We thank you that you can always listen to us, even in our deepest uh, troubles in life, even in our times when we feel that we are stumbling across the, across the path that you have set before us, so Lord, I pray that anyone that's struggling, Lord, that you can allow them to have the assurance knowing that they're not alone and that you love them and surround themselves with people that also care for them, and Lord, may you continue to give us the strength so that when we cross the finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, with this in mind, guys, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish end. Bye.